Yeah, the there was some great moments. Sold me on this movie because Dude. you had that scene where it's like, "Hey, go check it out. Your turn." Yeah, <laughs> it's up to you. Down the line, and the guy the looks over. Guy. And he's like, oh. "Oh, that poor guy." Welcome to the What's Up Everybody podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Carter. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matson Heider. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Mm, let's get it. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification button, all that fun stuff. Help you keep up on our episodes and tell a friend about us. We appreciate it. Looking forward to continuing on in our reviews. Today, we are reviewing Black Adam. It was released October 21st, 2022. It was written by Adam Sikil and Rory Haynes. Sorry about that. I know I butchered that dude's name. And then it was directed by Kwame Khaled Sarah. It stars Dwayne Johnson, Aldous Hodge, Pierce Brosnan, Noah Centineo, Sarah Shahi, Quintessa Swindell, Marwan Kinzari, Bodhi Sambangwi, Mohammed Amir, and James Kusadi Moyer. And nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice in the modern world. Yeah, if you haven't seen this movie, spoilers abound. So pause, pause, podcast now, go watch the movie. Or if you don't care about spoilers, hang out with us because we're going to spoil the shit out of this thing. Man, I haven't said that in forever. Ha! Yeah, you haven't. <laughs> um, it's a pretty new movie, so I figured I better not ruin it. With that, let's talk Black Adam. It was better than I expected, but it still wasn't as good as I had hoped. How about that? Yeah, like, I don't, <laughs> I just watched it. Like, literally, I just came back like an hour ago and I had already heard, I guess I should say spoiler, but there's definitely an end credits, you know, <laughs> we'll talk about it that popped up on social media very quickly. I'm sure many of our listeners, if you watch movies, you, you already know what it is. I won't say it yet. So I started to see some of these things come in and it already starts to influence like, how are you going to feel about this movie? Because I definitely, me, I try and stay away from that, but it was very hard to stay away from this one because it was everywhere, which I'm excited about what we'll talk about there. But I was still had my reservations about the movie overall and getting into the theater, like and experiencing it. I just left kind of being like, meh. Yeah. Black Adam's a hard character. And I get, I think this is better than they should have been able to make a movie about Black Adam. But it's also because they changed the character so much in the early 90s, mid 90s, I think, from what it originally was. The character originally was just a flat out villain. There wasn't any of this anti-hero, whatever, meeting out justice thing. He was a villain. And their time that was Captain Marvel, Shazam, however you want to call it, that the friendly kid character from the other pretty good movie that they made and they've got a sequel coming out for, he was a villain for Shazam or Captain Marvel. Straight up. He was the antithesis of that character. And then he had such an interesting backstory because it was so convoluted with how he got his powers and the fact that it was a almost a sacrifice kind of thing. They didn't portray it quite the same in this movie as it was. But then they changed his character in the comics to be Really, and I'll give The Rock one thing or Dwayne Johnson one thing. He, I enjoyed the way that he played this dude kind of flat and it was just, I'm here 
I'm cool. I'm going to kill anyone that gets in my way. And I have some really deep seated angst and anger that I'm trying to manage for some pretty serious reasons, because that's really the character that was built. I believe Jeff Johns was a big part of that new character design in the comics. And that was, you know, and they really did in the comics that once he has this fight with Shazam and the justice society, and they do kind of tell him you're, you need to stay in Kondok. And it used to be the original character was Egypt. It wasn't Kondok. And then they made this Kondok for the new version. So I really liked the way that they stuck to the story. And I liked the way that The Rock played him. It just, to be honest, it was the rest of the Justice Society that bothered me. And I think even like Pierce Brosnan is Pierce Brosnan. He killed it as Captain Fate or Dr. Fate. But I'm sorry, Aldous Hodge just was a terrible... Hawkman's a badass in the comics. And so it was really a struggle for me because Hawkman's like thousands of year old, years old too. Like he's in the comics. And so it's one of those things where I was like, all this character does is get his ass handed to him the entire movie. Anyway. Well, so yeah. Then the other two characters were just, what were they? It was just a comic relief. Yeah. It, and it was bad at that. Like very very bad. Yeah. My question going into this or while I was watching it was, have we seen those characters in those roles before or are they okay? No, these were new so, for this movie. So my problem, again, I'm very limited in my knowledge of superheroes that goes both DC and Marvel. Sure. But when I go to a Marvel movie as someone who really doesn't know the story beforehand, I feel like they tell a story that I can understand and get on board with very easily. Sure. DC, I think one of their biggest problems is that you have to have a working knowledge of their characters before you go into the movie. Because I was sitting there going, wait, do we know them? I mean, we had uh, Henry Winkle show up, you know, Alfonso, <laughs> hey, he made a cameo. And I so guess weird. he was the guy who's played this role before. No, this role's no. So this role's never been in a movie. Adam Smasher has never oh, been in the movie. No. What you're running into with Adam Smasher is the fact that he is the Ant-Man of the DC yeah. universe. And, and, and what they don't tell you, unless you're a comic fan or you look into some of these articles, is DC and, and Marvel have been mimicking, have been stealing each other's characters and barely renaming them for years. Right. And you never know which one came first. I mean, sometimes to the point that like Deadpool's name is Wade Wilson, right? Slade Wilson. Yeah, and then you get <laughs> Mar like literally DC's version is Slade Wilson. And it's like, are you shitting me? And <laughs> so their outfits are almost identical. They're, I mean, it's crazy. And so this is Adam Smasher is literally DC's version of Ant-Man to the point that the story is very similar. You get, as opposed to the tech being rolled down. It's the suit and the it's powers. It's the suit and the powers, and then the suit helps them control it. And so he's Hank Pym. They yeah. Had another, they had another old guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> Hank Pym. <laughs> so that was my problem because I was sitting there wondering if I was missing out because I don't watch a lot of DC movies. Yeah. I don't know if there's like an after credit scene or some sort of cameo here or there that I've been missing. And so I walked into it like, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm missing something. I don't think DC does a very good job of introducing or 
capturing people that really don't know a lot about their content to begin so, with. So hold on, Justice what again? What's it called? I know Justice League. What the heck is just this? The Justice Society. What the heck is that? that? It sounds stupid. So technically the Justice Society, the JSA. Are they, are they like the B squad? No, they're older. So in the comics, they were the original Justice League. And the original team, I'm trying to think, they had the Flash, but it was the older Flash. It wasn't Barry Allen Flash. It was uh, Gay J- or J- Gay J- Jay Garrick. Um, nice spoonerism there, Crowder. It was Jay <laughs> Garrick version of the comics. They're golden age characters. Superman was kind of part of it, but you had like Stargirl, Hawkman, I don't think Dr. Fate was part of it though. Anyway, but it was the, the original version most of the time in the 40s is when they were when the it was founding happening. members Adam, Dr. Fate, Flash, Green Lantern, Hawkman, Our Man, Sandman, and Spectre. So there you so go. So that's an L for DC right there. Yeah, and Al and Adam was the original Adam. He was Adam's that was Al. That was Old man mm-hmm. Fawns would have been Adam. So he hey. was part of the original JSA. And the Justice Society has never been as popular as the Justice League because they didn't have Batman, Superman, and the bigger, like, Wonder Woman, things like that. So so technically, you could call them the B team, but they were earlier, I think in the 40s or so something So like another question I had, we were in that cool Antarctic layer, wherever they were, and then we got that pan- camera pan of a whole bunch of people down there like what's all that about there looked like a bunch of villains down there yeah i don't know i, I mean obviously well and that's another i was like as soon as they showed Winter him soldier like, except well, they call him the the spring soldier yeah mm-hmm. well and i laughed because i was like really you're gonna even steal the raft like i mean i get that they had one that was like that this underwater prison for super villains but I mean, at least try to have some original content. Like, make it different. If you're going to do it, don't just carbon copy what Marvel's already figured out. They got to it first. Take your beating and just move on and figure something different. But that's all that is. It's their version of the raft from Marvel. Mm. And that's, yeah. And so all of their major powered super villains are down there. Well, they copied X-Men with the, the whole estate and the airplane and everything. I was like, I feel like I'm watching X-Men at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And I think that was like throughout the movie, I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, you can't just take everything that somebody else has done before you and make a movie with all of those cool things. And then you're like, hey, look, it's our movie. Yeah. And I do understand that they didn't announce it, but this is a jumping off point for a new DC universe, basically. I don't know how they're going to do that. I'm excited-ish for it. I love that Henry Cavill is going to continue to play Superman, but I don't know how you do the rest of it. And, you know, when it comes from a kicking off point from a new DC universe, I don't think this was a terrible movie if we can figure out a way to erase from our minds the shit that came before it. (laughs) How does this fit in with Shazam? I saw the preview before this movie, but clearly Shazam gets his powers from the same way Black Adam got his powers to an extent. So I I didn't know that was the case. Yeah. So again, this character initially was a villain for Shazam and they still don't get along great because the wizards, even though there's only one left in the modern version that kind of gives all of them, the, the wizards 
never loved Black Adam, who he was. They he shouldn't have gotten the powers. He got him, but he, he shouldn't have had him. And and even in this, the, the newer version of him, where it was that he got him from his son, you know, it was never meant to be his. And so there's always a level of animosity between the two of them because Shazam's a kid, right? So he he has that, you know, optimistic outlook of, hey, I'm going to be a good hero and I'm going to model myself after Superman. I'm going to be take care of people, be good. And then you have Black Adam who, even in his anti-hero version where he's technically fighting for the good, he's just doing it. He's not afraid to kill people. He has no problem being violent. They always tend to butt heads pretty badly and they do fight a lot, but that's really all it is, is there's different versions. There's always been different versions of Shazam as one got older or they continue to move forward. They die. Their actual normal form of them dies, things like that. So there is the transition there from the Batson. And technically in the original version, Black Adam kills Billy Batson's mom and dad in the original oh. Whoa. version of Black Adam. So they, they're they the, the archaeologists that release him. He kills them. And then later on, Billy Batson becomes Shazam. And they have this big fight later on where he where Black Adam tells him, yeah, I killed your parents. They were weak like you. <laughs> he was a dick. Like he was a villain villain when he was a villain. My favorite part to this movie was when he was a dick. Yeah. Like without a doubt. And I was getting kind of annoyed every time he did something nice or was trying to be a hero because he is such a good dick. Yeah. And it it fit to where, you know, you have this oppression from this, uh, I don't remember their name, but this military, paramilitary group. And everybody in Kondok loves Black Adam ripping heads off and kicking people all over the place. Yeah. And then it just went downhill from there. Yeah. I was waiting for him to set himself up as king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a ruler of some sort. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I thought the part that when they leaned into his just brutal form of justice, like some of the best parts, like when he takes those guys out and he drops them knowing that Hawkman's going to save them and he comes back and he's like... Sarcasm. Yeah, I knew this was going to work <laughs> out the way that you, I did it your way. <laughs> yeah, they're alive. And so it was like, so I'm with you. I did like the internal struggle of, hey, my son wanted me to be this here. He was the hero. I'm not that guy. I have too much anger. I got too many issues. I liked the idea of that complex inner battle going on, the inner struggle of trying to find balance with being realistic. Because again, let's be honest, we joke about the boys and how violent and, but that's how probably most people would be if they had superpowers. Let's just go ahead and be honest. Most people. Oh, I would be a terrible person. Yeah, exactly. Most I'm people. a terrible person now. If yeah. you give me laser vision. <laughs> <laughs> most people aren't going to be, you know, these really high moral individuals when they have that much power. So it's always been an interesting dynamic for me with someone like Black Adam, where you're technically a hero, but truly you're a hero doing it the way that most of us would. And that is, look, you're a bunch of assholes. I'm going to kill you. And then we don't have to worry about it anymore. And who's going to stop me. Right. Like, and I think that was the best part of 
like all of that, even when he's talking to Waller in that post credit scene and he's just like, send all of them. You know what I mean? And nobody on this planet can stop me. Yeah. And even Superman, look, if you've read comics at all with this, like he, he takes on the entire justice league by himself and fights them pretty much to a standstill. And that includes Superman. Like this dude's no joke. Like he's not overpowered in this show. It's he's that level. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, but Superman's always the number one in this universe. So no one can beat Superman. Even when he dies, he still comes back. Yeah. I mean, I asked AJ the same thing after I saw the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was worried that they were setting up black Adam to be this great character and this confrontation between Superman and black Adam. That was going to be just a one-sided beatdown because Superman is the face of the universe. Yeah. No, they, they've fought a few times like full out and they have fought to standstills where neither of them's getting anywhere because they're both pretty much indestructible. If you're level playing Except field, they both have a rock that can defeat them. Sure. Yeah. They all, they both have things that can take them down, but they're, it's hard to get a hold of, but that's, it's one of those things where if you were set them on a level playing field, like, and you had like a graph that showed their power level, black Adam's a little lower than Superman, but they're right there on the same. And so Shazam, that's the other thing. Like you have now three God tier heroes or anti-heroes that have now been introduced in this universe with Shazam, black Adam and Superman, all three are on the same level the problem with shazam is technically he's a kid so he's not as ruthless yeah is the other two by the world yeah so but yeah i mean those three and and yeah superman black adam's given superman everything he can handle and more a couple of times in the comics which is heartening if this really is a kickoff project to start something new for the dc universe Sure. I mean, it, it makes for a good loose cannon arc, right? Like, so you, if you're going to keep talking and going down the path that they were originally going, you know, with some of the villains that they had, you know, on point, you got Doomsday, you got, and I can't think of his name right now, but the just the Justice League movie. Oh my God, why can't I think of him? They're Thanos. And I don't know why I'm... Darkseid? Darkseid. Yeah. So, I mean, that level he's going to be helpful to have in a fight like that, but he's also a loose cannon. Like you don't know if he's going to help the team or if he's going to hurt the team. You just don't know. He's a team player though. Well, I loved that line. So at the (laughs) end, when Adam Smasher and him have that moment, Adam Smasher actually joins him in the comics and Adam Smasher isn't a clean cut hero all the time he kills in the comics he stays in Condock and becomes part of black adam's group like they form a little bond and friendship so i liked that they pointed that out because that's a that's a pretty big deal in the comics in that moment when adam smasher go that version of adam smasher goes over mm. and really is okay with black adam and the way that he handles villains and enemies so Let me talk about what I know you like, JJ. I know you like that the brother, the guy that drove the, the van. Oh, I know dude, he made you laugh. Me up. <laughs> guy cracked me up. The best I part. Know, I know both of you liked him. Dude, I was uh. dude, when Dr. Fate's like, don't worry, you don't die here. How do I die? Stay away from electricity. And he's like, shit. 
I'm an, I'm an electrician. Like I, it was like three, I went and watched it last night at like late night movie, like nine o'clock movie, and there was like three people in the theater, and I was cackling out loud in that moment. And then like when he's singing out loud in the freaking van at the beginning, like, oh yeah, it was great. Well, even when he's facing the zombies and he's like, I don't die this yeah. way. <laughs> I'm gonna electri- I drive electricity, and I was like, I'm good. I was like, that was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the movie had moments that were really good. There were some great sequences. Like some of the fight sequences looked really good. Like I was impressed with some of the, and I liked the way that they did the CGI. It was very little in the Rock's face, and then you have like Adam Smasher always had his mask on when he was in his big form, so you don't get that weird shit. So they did really well at how they handled the CGI moments. And I thought some of the sequences were really good. The fight scenes were awesome. Even like all the crazy Dr. Fate multiples of people flying around. Usually that stuff looks like shit and it looked good. So I think they did did look good though. I didn't like the way the ultimate, the whatever the ultimate villain's name was. I did not think the CGI looked good on that. Yeah. Everything up to it, I like. I quite liked. I was like, oh, it was doing good. But then, I just, it didn't look good. Yeah, I'm curious if that was always the intention to have him be the villain, or if there was not going to be that whole overarching villain that we have to deal with at the end because it felt rushed. That whole. Well, demon. I was going to say it too, like. They took him apart in like, I don't know, like two minute span of movie time. And I just like, this is it. Like this guy was supposed to be as powerful as Black Adam, supposedly from these demons. And he's like wimped out after two minutes. Yeah, I think they were focused mainly on the the internal struggle and that character development of Black Adam. And so the the actual villain and how that all went kind of went by the wayside because then you're two hours and four minutes in and. He did have a cool death, though. I will say this. DC, I mean, we're talking about heroes dying in a cool way. Marvel should take a chapter out because, oh, like when Black Adam at the beginning, electricity melted that black ops guy or whatever. Wow. Like that was something. And then when he split the demon dude in two, like those are cool. Yeah, there was some great moments. It sold me on this movie because he had that scene where it's like, hey, go check it out. Your turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. It's down the line. And the, the guy the looks over guy. and he's like, oh. oh, that poor guy. And so I was sold at that point. I was like, okay, here Man, we go. He, he didn't just die. Like, he killed off his whole family tree. Yeah. <laughs> so had you guys not seen that? Because that scene was like the official announcement of no, Black Adam. Goodness, I didn't. So they didn't show the part where it's like, the, it's your turn, whatever. But they show him when he's kneeled down and they start shooting him. And he grabs a hold of the guy and fries him. So they showed that as the announcement for Black Adam because they've been talking about The Rock being Black Adam for years. And they were just been, like I said, they've been dealing with this contract stuff and giving him a lot of power as a as a, an executive producer and things like that of this whole universe. And, and he, they even came out and said this week that he is the driving force behind Henry Cavill coming back and being brought back. Well, good for him because so, I'm excited for that. Yeah, so thank goodness The Rock stepped in. I don't always love everything that he does, but I'm glad that he got involved in this and stood his ground and went, look, we can turn this around, but you got to let us do what we do. Because, yeah, Henry Cavill was done. He was fired. He was gone. Which is insane when you have an actor that literally wants to do nothing more than be Superman, and he kicked ass at it. 
Yeah. Let's not forget, like, I think he was a great Superman. I, I think most too. people also agree he was a good Superman. I he agree. freaking looks like Superman. Like, you can't, even in the the one where he announced in Instagram or whatever, his, what he released the last year, he had the little, yeah. like, little, and maybe, I don't know if that was planned or if it wasn't planned, but, like, he looks like Superman. Like, you look at the comics and everything, like, the dude was born to play this guy. No, I'm with you. I think it was dumb that they fired him, but look. Warner Brothers has never been the smartest company on the planet. And I, I no. think it's great that their ownership is different for all of its weird shit. I mean, and the fact that it makes no sense that Discovery now owns one of the largest movie studios on the planet. Discovery's always run a good business. They put out entertaining content, even though it's usually educational, things like that. So I think that they've made some good moves. I'm not 100% sold on this James Gunn thing and his production partner, his being his because they're co-CEOs of the DC universe. Now they're the Kevin Feige of DC. And I love James Gunn. Look, I love most of what James Gunn has done, but I also know that I wasn't a huge fan of all of what he did with the suicide squad. The first 90 minutes of that movie were great. The last half an hour was bullshit and it sucked. So I'm optimistic Because again, I think of Guardians of the Galaxy and I go, the guy can do it, right? Then I think of of Suicide Squad and I go, "Mm, kind of. I appreciate the swing for the fences though. Like they're they're attempting because DC's just been mudding in their own waters for years and years. And elite. that's one thing I appreciate about The Rock where he stepped up. He's fighting it. I don't. Is it going to work? I don't know. But he he also seems to be doing things quite well in a lot of areas. And so I'd rather have that than we just continue down this path of just horribleness. We get another Superman that I don't want to see. So I'm I'm here for the show. Yeah, and I and I like. I hope they stick with the theme, right? Because I the one thing that they did really, really, really well with this movie overall, in my opinion, is they they found a balance of the dark that comes with DC the killing, the violence, like they, they pushed it right to the R rated border, right? Like they were like, we're going to push it right to the max. And I appreciate that because that is one thing DC has always had in as far as their world and their comics are much darker, much more realistic in that realm than the Marvel. Marvel's always had that level of lightness to it. And so, I mean, they've always had some comics like Marvel, at night, Marvel Midnight or whatever in the dark level, but they, those were niche pieces for Marvel. So I love that they're leaning in. I hope they continue to lean far into that. And I feel like they're going to, cause they've also given Matt Reeves complete control of Batman. So that was part of one of the first things that they've done since they announced James Gunn. Now he doesn't start till November officially as the CEO, but I'm sure he's had some, some decisions. Is Matt Reeves the one that did the newest Batman? Yeah. So he's, Okay. He's in full control right now of, of Batman underneath James Gunn. So we'll see how it goes. He's been green light for Batman two uh, in his universe. So we'll see. The only thing that hasn't been pulled into the umbrella of this new DC universe is the Joker movie. And they're doing the second one, which I'm not looking forward to because it's a musical. Oh gosh. Yeah. Wait, what? Say that again. Huh? DC goes to Broadway. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Part two is a musical. 
Yeah, Matt's in your face. I mm. wish everybody could see your face that was listening, not just watching YouTube. I advise everyone to go jump on YouTube and fast forward a little bit because Matt's face is exactly what my brain thinks every time I think about the announcement of this movie. Well, yeah. maybe they'll stop that. That's not what I've read. From everything I've read, it's staying outside of the DC universe, which thank God, but it's still moving forward because they're in the middle of filming it is what I understand. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's it's musical. Yeah, well, I'll say this. Joaquin Phoenix is proven. Oh, he can, can sing. sing. Oh, he I'm, can absolutely I'm not gonna sing. Take that, I'm not going to take that from him, man. Well, Lady Gaga can, can sing. Do. Like, it's not like they can't. It's just, what the I know, fuck? It's weird. No, I, <laughs> I, I just think of him and Johnny Cash. I'm like, well, they did find the right actor to do that because there's not many other people that probably could. And he's a wicked actor. Mm-hmm. Well, Damn, I wanted him to be like they if they had to put in a new Joker, I was like, maybe they could throw him in with real Batman. I, I'd probably I'd watch it to see what it'd be like. Yeah. No, I think you're gonna get Barry Keegan as the Joker and the Matt Reeves. I think they'll break him out of prison. The one we saw in the end of that movie talking to the Riddler. I, I mean, I and I'm okay with Barry Keegan. I love I'm Barry here, Keegan. I'm here for it. Like if they have some interesting main characters in DC. And DC knows how to make a villain. And if they hit with Barry Keegan as Joker, like we could be going places. We really oh, could. Sure. They just need to get rid of the flash. Yeah. That actor needs to go away. Just tank that movie. Don't release it. Start from scratch. You have Aquaman two coming out. I'm just fine with Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I am more than happy with Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. As long as you <laughs> erase the second one. Because that was a pile no, you of garbage. Can't, you can't fire her, JJ. Your eyes would disapprove. Oh, God, I'd be so mad. And they can make it good yeah, again. Yeah, sure, they can recover from the last one. But I, there isn't another character that we've seen that I wouldn't... It, just the Flash, because he's got to go. Because when your CW fucking shows better than your movie... Yeah, and you hope they make terrible. that executive decision. But everyone else, I'm like, All right, there's yeah. momentum there. I'm, I'm, I'm about it. Yeah. And they just need to do some reboot thing where they just make some snide comment about... We started over. You know what Whole I mean? New person now. <laughs> yeah, new person yeah now. exactly. And don't, and I hope they don't try this multiverse shit because that's unless they the only thing that would would be okay with me is if they created a Flash movie with a new Flash and they drop it right into the crisis on Infinite Earths. I'd be okay with that because that's a that's a reboot worthy storyline if you tell it right. But you got to get a different Flash because I can't handle that fucking weasel. Well, I'm I'm curious. There's gonna have a, there's gonna be a lot of boardroom meetings for them in the next what, four to six months where they hash on. I would imagine they're gonna copy Marvel in the sense where they have their phases and look, yeah. they're gonna do it right. I don't care. Like, go for it. Get I me hope excited. they do it right. I want yeah. DC to be. I've always wanted DC to be successful. Always. So I think this was a good jumping off point if they can build from it. I think they've got the groundwork laid. So, but it wasn't like a. Anyway, I'll, I'll save that till we review it. Are we ready to rate it? Yeah, I think we've we talked about the movie. Got I mean, overall, mix. I can go first, I guess. Okay, yeah, since go I'm first. still talking. I'm gonna give it a. I've been waffling between a two and a half and a three. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I think a solid two and a half. There's a lot about this movie that's not good. We've talked about it. Like I think there's some ancillary characters and jokes that just didn't work. Just it really didn't. But. The Rock is Black Adam. Jay just said it best. He played it kind of monotone for a lot through it, and it actually worked. I, I quite liked Black Adam. I didn't know anything about the character, but I thought the way he played it, the rage, the kind of development of the character towards the end, I was like, you know what? All right, I, I learned something. I 
I care enough about this individual, but man, I love the ruthlessness of it. And that kind of segues into what I said earlier. This movie does not shy away from cool death. There, you want to see some cool kill scenes? <laughs> like, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. I think CGI overall is pretty good. You guys heard me talk about the the main villain at the end. It just didn't really feel felt rushed, as JJ said. I don't think this, I think the CGI reflected that. I think that they needed it to kind of show Black Adam's maturity to an extent, but. It's a good superhero movie. I would say it's average. I'd say it follows a lot of the similar plot points that you see in DC Marvel movies. I don't think it's exceptional. It's not bad. But like JJ said, if this is the new kicking off point, you need to see it. You need to get excited about what's to come. And that's what a lot of what we talked about in this podcast that I'm excited for what the future holds. But for this movie, two and a half, nothing special, nothing bad. Good average movie. I think it's worth seeing. But yeah. Cool. Alec. All right. So this movie's troubling because I liked it. Mm. And I had the same problem with Shazam. And it honestly is just the word Shazam because I grew up watching the Andy Griffith show and you have (laughs) Gomer Pyle in his stupid hick North Carolina accent going Shazam. So every time I hear it in like a super kind of (laughs) hero, serious play, I I can't do it. I, I start giggling. Uh, every yeah. single time. And that, as so I was played with the giggles at, you know, some pretty key moments in this film. But outside of that, I really enjoyed it. I mean, The Rock killed it. He had his timing down for the comedic kind of lines down to the point where he throws that one guy off the bike. And I think it's Dr. Fate. Hey, did he live? <laughs> no, he didn't uh, make yeah. it. As, as he's <laughs> falling in the background. So the timing was incredible. And then that fight scene at the end, like Matson said, it was good, but it kind of was over pretty quick. And I think I would have enjoyed it more if they kept it kind of Black Adam versus the Justice Society and you just extended their kind of fight and their problems. I would have enjoyed it more. That being said, I think I'm going to go a little bit higher and go with a three and a half and say that because it's the... It's a new kind of DC movie. I really enjoyed it. And this was kind of the first DC movie I've seen in a while. I never saw the new Batman. So mm. I think the last one that I actually saw was Justice League, I want to say. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So <laughs> for more reasons than one, I didn't really see any other Justice, Justice League or yeah, DC bad. movies. But for uh, if this is the universe reboot, I'm all in. Yeah. Like it was good. You should watch the yeah. Batman if you haven't seen it. Oh yeah, I mean, it's good. Okay. The, yeah, the it. Matt Reeves. The, it's a little long, but it's good. But we did that right before you became yeah, right. official. One of the last yeah, ones Alec, we did. Definitely encourage you to watch that. Yep. I'll go check it out. But yeah, three and a half for me. Cool. Uh, before I go, I'm going to give you the acronym for Shazam. Do you know it? It's the gods. It's some. Um, it's the heroes. It's They're name. not all god. Right. Oh, okay. So Solomon for wisdom, Hercules strength, Atlas stamina, Zeus power, Achilles courage, and Mercury speed. So that's what Shazam stands for. And I hate it too. And well, that's why they used to call him Captain Marvel versus. But then they had to give up that name because, because Marvel. Marvel has Captain yeah. Marvel and they own it. So they had to put it, and that's why he's Shazam. And I hate it too. I'm like, oh God, it's so dumb. But anyway, I here's the thing is, like I said, I, I really do stick to the thing. I went in with very low expectations because DC hasn't really lived up to my expectations since the 
Man of Steel. They just haven't. They've had moments that were great, but they haven't had a movie that solidly stuck out to me since Man of Steel, since they launched their DCEU back in the day. But I like this movie. It was better than I anticipated. Still not the perfect movie. It's not the greatest movie I've ever seen. It was, but it was good enough. And I will say that The Rock really did well in playing this character, which I am glad because I was scared because The Rock's hit or miss with me. He either gets it really right or he gets it, he drives me nuts on screen. And so I was really glad that this is one that he did really well. I love that he played this subdued, like I said, this monotone, really kind of pared back. It wasn't this outlandish. Everything he did, he did with purpose. And it did look good in a lot of places. Like I, we didn't even talk about it, but when he first comes out of the cave and he just mutilates the entire friggin' army. And I love how he's like knocking things in like his super speed. And then you kind of, and that, they've done that before. Making and, his own doors. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good one too. And that was another thing that they stole from previous Marvel movies, albeit an X-Men movie where he's moving stuff around and hitting people. And then we see how it all comes together full speed. It was still interesting to watch the wild amount of violence that came with it. So I really think that they did well. I think it's a good jumping off point. It's entertaining. It's worth watching once at least. It's sad that Hawkman didn't, do more for me. Cause I actually like Aldous Hodge. I like the actor. I don't like that character at all. And the other two are just so forgettable. Cause it's just like, okay, he's Adam Smasher. And I don't even remember her name to be honest with you. She's such a cyclone or something like that. Stupid. She's such a B level. I was just saying, I don't even know who this is though. I liked the little, the actress that played her. I thought she was good. It just thought the character was, wasn't memorable at all. Anyway, Overall, I thought it was an okay film. I'm going to meet the two of you in the middle. I was entertained by The Rock and those pieces of it, along with Dr. Fate. And then all of the normal humans were really fun to watch. It was most of the rest of the Justice League that bothered me, or Justice Society. So I'm going to give it a three. I don't know that I'll watch it again unless we get to down the road with some additional DC movies that I feel like I need to watch it to remind myself of where we jumped off. But in terms of starting a new universe and rebooting the franchise, I think this could be a great starting point. We'll see. So three for me. There it is. Two and a half, three, three and a half. All different. It's been a while since we've been all completely different. All right. Different all, all in a row. Different close, <laughs> but close though. Not different yeah. and far away. Yeah. Not a, not a big range, but uh, yeah. So it's average movie. I, that's kind of how I feel about it. Middle of the road. Uh, middle of the road. All right. So with that, Alec, tell everybody where they can find us, my friend. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Black Adam. Did our verdict match with yours? Let us know in the comments below. We release a new episode every Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific. We are a little light on content currently, but we are continuing to go live with Andor on Thursdays and the peripheral I think we're going to be going live with on Mondays as well at 5 p.m. Pacific. Good job, JJ. Uh, so be sure to <laughs> tune into those. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Patreon if you want to support the podcast directly, where every dollar spent there goes to buy me better internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
that might be his best one yet. <laughs> Wait, did I, did I lose you? Yeah, yeah, you froze there for oh, me. Okay, thank you for tuning in to uh, what, what's our verdict? What's our verdict? And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Back to you, JJ. I love it. Stealing my catchphrase too? What the shit? Uh. <laughs> All right, well, there it is. Black Adam, fun movie. Go watch it, maybe. With that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinematic out.